Another edition, season two, episode one of Dingers and K's. That is right. We have been renewed for another year. Another, yeah, there it is. We got another <laughs> renewal of sports. And they said, all right, guys, we'll bring you back. Well, I'm in the studio. I'm here with Jamal Roussel. My name is Jeremy Altschul. Season two, 2022 season. Right. We're back better than the first season. Hopefully. Hopefully, right? Hopefully, Hopefully. there's no sophomore slump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no sophomore slump. We still got Dingers and K's. Right. We're going to be talking about the beginning of the new season. We're going to have Brother on Baseball, because I saw you release something. Yes. About people who are a little bit smaller in stature. Right. <laughs> so this Brother on Baseball segment is brought to you by Symbol, a stock market for sports that allows you to trade your sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports in the stock market to offer a new way to invest and profit in your sports teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 6,000 early adapters who have started to profit off their sports knowledge. Visit www.symbol.com or visit the link in the description at Sports Bums. Create a free account when you deposit. Use a promo code Sports Bums for a free $10 deposit to help you build your portfolio. Yeah, in the article I wrote about a guy, Stephen Kwan, the outfielder for the Guardians. He's been hot. Showed up hot and people talked about him a little bit. They know, you know he's kind of undersized, but he can put the ball in play. He's every bit as advertised. He's up there, all five, eight, about 150 pounds of him. Oh, up soaking there. wet. I think it's funny because he has like a leg kick and everything. He has like the power hitter <laughs> swing and then it's just think, think. Right. So that being said, it inspired me a little bit to think of some of my favorite under six foot guys, you know, who could blend in at your local Sunday men's league. These dudes could play. So there are some household names mixed in, guys you've never heard of. So I'm sure you weren't sitting there going, yeah, Jim O'Rourke. I know that. Guy. I didn't know that one, but who was your favorite player on your list that you did? I'm assuming, was it Willie Mays? Willie Mays is close, but Ricky Henderson was my guy. That was your guy. Yeah. Like, I think I put it in there that he's like one of my top five all-time favorite players. Mm-hmm. So Ricky had, like I said, swagger before it was even a thing. You know, he had his own sense of style, snatch grabs. He's popping his stuff when he hit homers. It was the most. When I was a kid, I loved it. You would have fit in perfectly in today's game. Oh, yeah. Game. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't even really even stand out that much. It's another guy. <laughs> the old headers would be coming after him instead. Exactly. Yeah, they were even back then. Update on Stephen Kwan. He's come down to earth. I know. 385. I know. He swung and missed a couple more times. So for those who don't know, yeah. low-key guy coming up this season, kind of up because they don't have anybody up. No. Went uh, 128 is what I believe it was. Right. Before he swung and missed a ball. Yeah. So there's your bat to ball skill. <laughs> and he saw even more pitches than that. It was like, right. what was that? 128 swings. I think it was pitches. Okay. It was yeah, 128 yeah. pitches, but he had like 50 swings in there. Right. And he was just fouling it off or putting the ball in play. Right. And majority of them for hits. It was incredible. Yeah. So I want to see how well it goes for him once the league sees him, or if pitchers just start going, look, dude. You are not hitting the ball really over the fence. So I'm going to challenge you. 
Now, he has a little more pop than you think, but it's more like doubles-type power. Mm-hmm. He might run into the odd homers here and there, depending on the ballpark. Let's say, you know, Baltimore, Yankee Stadium or somewhere, you might be able to pull one. But really, he's more, yeah, just a little single. Here you go. Yeah, single, single, single. But he just really doesn't miss. But he's little. So that's what made me think of who are some of my favorite little guys. Relatively, in air little quotes. Guys. Air quotes, little guys, because they're under six. He just yeah, had to be under six. Under six. That was a sub six foot team. Right. Correct. So we're still dingers in case. Right. So we got to start off with dingers in case. All right. We have dingers. I believe you came back into the modern era. I did this week. I took a flyer because it's a new season. So I wanted to show some new things. But I'll get back to my old program. So a high fly to deep left field. Buxton turns on one into the third deck. Following this at bat, he did get injured. It's Byron Buxton. That's what he does. <laughs> so that's Byron Buxton hitting a home run off the Mariners. It's 101 miles an hour, like letter, maybe higher high. It hits into the third deck. This is ball is just crushed. And then, yeah, he proceeds to do the other Byron Buxton thing and got hurt. Man, we, we talked about him so much preseason. We're like, man, if this guy stays healthy, this team can actually go somewhere. Now, he's a guy who took somewhat below value extension. I don't blame him for taking the money. No, seven years, $100 million. People were probably thinking he was going to get way more. If you remember last year in, I think it was 60 games or less. Right. He was at 19 home runs, hitting 340. Right. Getting a crap load of RBIs. He was just doing it all. He was looking like the best player in baseball for a minute. And then he did Byron Buxton things and was, missed the rest of the season. <laughs> was gone. <laughs> We talked about the Twins. Like I said, we said, oh, if this guy stays healthy, these guys are contending for the Central. Right. And on week one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pop-up to shortstop. Yeah, runs. Your spot. guy, Xander, yeah. over there. Yeah, I know. Playing short still. Yeah. Kind of gets lost in the sun. Tries to turn it on a little bit towards the end. He sees the ball about to drop. Stretch it into a double. Pulls right. in. Tweaks. Yeah, slides in. He knew as soon as he hit the bag that he was hurt. He's like, yeah. Oh, He's slamming his helmet into the dirt. He knew. And it's a little unfortunate because it's like, oh, again, I mean, it is literally like that movie, you know, M. Night Shyamalan. He's Mr. Glass. Like he's, mm-hmm. that's him. I know I've compared the two modern day Eric Davis. That is what he is. Eric Davis was a player back in the eighties. Same thing as good as anybody. But every time Eric Davis dove for a ball or slid into a base, he wanted to see if he got up. The dude, I mean, I'll never forget the 1990 World Series, Eric Davis lacerates a kidney diving for a ball in the outfield. Now think of the human body. Think of where your kidneys are. How do you lacerate a kidney trying to catch a ball? I wish I could tell you. <laughs> so that's what kind of luck, the, the injury luck the guy had. Maybe Byron, it'll get better for him. Maybe. But if nothing else, he's got the bag. Yeah, no, he, he got the bag. <laughs> He'll have the bag forever. Yeah. But yeah, I texted you right away. Not right away, but I texted him like, is he going to be the biggest what if player? I He's up there. He really is. Because I know sometimes Beltran gets thrown into that because he missed prime years. So, Imagine Davis. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other guys that where you're like, man, if that dude just stayed healthy. Uh, okay. Well, uh, one of my ultimate what else is a name you don't know is Herb Score. He's, there's one. Another name you might not know, Tony Clinigliero is another one. Just what if? Mm-hmm. Okay, another name you might not you might know, but you wouldn't realize, Bobby Valentine. Mm-hmm. More famous as a manager, but you look at his playing career. Uh-huh. What if? So those are three more guys going a little old school. One guy gets hit with the comebacker. That's Herb Score. Mm-hmm. You have another guy who gets hit with the pitch. That's Clinigliero. And then Valentine gets hurt, feeling a ball, runs into a fence in the outfield, and that was that for them, for him. Breaks his leg. 
So they, they come back and play, but they're never what they were, ever. Your guy, or one of, one of the guys in your system, David Wright, kind of fits into this kind of realm, too. Yeah. I mean, see, the guys I'm saying, though, they didn't even really have good, their careers were completely just, short-circuited, mm-hmm. where at least David Wright can say, I had a really good major league career. Now, my career could have been a Hall of Fame career. It probably isn't because of injury. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm talking about, it was your career. Just, it never thing. even got started. Yeah, it really got short-circuited. It was like, I was good maybe as a rookie, mm-hmm. maybe year two, and then that was that. <laughs> never to be seen basically again. Again. Yeah, no. Buxton thing is kind of weird because we look at him in those first couple of years, you're like, oh, that's the number one guy? Right. Like, okay, he can play defense, can't hit. Right. And then finally figured something out at the plate and mm-hmm. starting to hit and starting to do some things. You're like, right. this guy's exciting to watch. He does it all. There goes a hamstring. There goes a calf. Right. There's a tweak in the back. There's this. There's, I'm like, man, we just need to get him healthy. Yeah. The one thing with Buxton that makes me concerned is again, it's a lot of soft tissue stuff, not really contact related. Like the injuries where guys get hit running into a wall or getting hit by a pitch. That stuff is like, that's just bad luck. Yeah. We, we've said that multiple times. Like yeah. you break something. Yeah. Or something can get a little tear or something. It's like, okay, there's nothing. You can come back from it, but those, right. those soft tissue injuries, yeah, like, those are the ones that are reoccurring. Yeah, like the Mike Trout thing last year with the calf is like kind of the first one of those was like, uh-oh, he really wasn't touched. He wasn't moving fast. And then he was just gone. Where like, I mean, it looks like he's day-to-day, but like how he got hit with a pitch yesterday. It's like, oh, okay. He comes out of the game. Mm. If you break a bone getting hit, well, I was like, okay, I got hit by a pitch. If I don't get hit by a pitch, I'm not hurt. Weird turning on that, by the way. You say he didn't see the ball. Oh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't. Catch yeah, the he said game. didn't see, didn't couldn't pick up the ball in the shadows. Otherwise, he would have turned and you know. Yeah, take he it turns in and hits him in the butt. <laughs> yeah, going right. to first, and we're not worried about what just happened. Right, but yeah, he said he didn't see it with the shadows. God, okay, I wish I would have heard that because yeah. we talked about Mike Trout. Is he going to stay healthy? We said it's been six years, right? Is that what we said? Yeah, since his last game like, like last full, season of like 150 yeah, 160 games right other than that it's been cut pretty short yeah we want to see that dude healthy as much as possible yeah i want to see it because also i hope the guy can put up kind of a back half of the career in the neighborhood of the front half so that way when we're all old and gray it's like well that guy was like as good as anybody it's like well his numbers aren't he doesn't have 700 homers he doesn't have 3,000 hits like what is how is this dude that good where it's like no I hope he has some counting stats. Where it's like, no, see, look, this is where he's at on the all-time. We can finish out with like five hundred homers or something like that. Is that where you're? Hopefully, because I mean, hopefully he gets in like Mickey Mantle range. Okay, where for his era, Mantle was kind of widely regarded as one of the best of his era. Mm-hmm. But you look at the all-time home run lead, and he's not at the top. Correct. So hopefully we get there. But I think Trout, it, it'll work out for him in the long run. But I'm hoping. You just get to see more of him because the game is better when Mike Trout's on the field. I think you're right. If he can finish in that mantle area, yeah. If we get him in, then the, we can say, yeah, okay, yeah, he was really one of the best. Right. We've said it before. Mantle numbers don't add up. So no, but you say all the, all like, the injuries he had. It was like okay, but for his era, he's just right there. With Willie Mays and anybody else. Like yeah, hopefully Trout can get there because he's going to have that kind of built-in injury excuse. He's going to have. A COVID year, which is... Yeah, that too. Yeah. X amount of hits, X amount of home runs. Mm-hmm. Easily, what'd you say? Maybe 150 hits? Yeah, that seems fair. 150 hits, give or take. Probably uh, an extra 20 bombs. Yeah. Those things matter. The RBIs, an extra 60 RBIs, give or take. Mm-hmm. There's so many stats that go into it. And then you're like, okay, so he had that compounded by injury after injury after injury. Right. You're like, oh, okay. So I think he's going to get a pass. To a point, yeah, he will. What's going to happen with him is going to be one of those where we look back and we'll be the ones like, oh, man, you guys just don't get it. Right. And then and the young kid, like you said, will look and be like, hmm, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know about them. They're like, no, trust me. Yeah, because what well, he does, it. yeah, he does have <laughs> the one thing he does have is he does have enough flash moments. Oh yes, it's not like one of those guys. You ever think of like Hank Aaron, and you just notice that so oh he's like forty home runs a year, mm-hmm. but there's nothing really in there at times. And but the play that we constantly see, right, is the the one breaking the record. Yeah, you see it. Yeah, where he breaks the record is the one home run everybody sees and remembers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might remember the home run off Jack Billingham that tied it, maybe because there was a lot going around it. But yeah, if you just look through his career, you're like, yeah, I don't really remember too many. It's like no, he was just doing it year in. You're out. It's consistent 30, 40 every year. Yeah. Every single year. His famous line. It's not how far, it's how many. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So I think he can fall like in that kind of category. He's not going to be as flashy. He has the moments defensively, obviously. Thinking he's Gary Matthews out there. Yeah. He has a bunch of robbery. He has home run robberies. Also, he hits, you know, like the home run he hit in Texas the other day. 571. You know, he hits some bomb. He's like, okay. 471? 472. 472 is that what it penciled out to be? Yeah. He has those. And so it's like, okay, if I put a video, I was like, okay, that's what the dude was doing. And, you know, especially if you slice it up and just keep seeing the homers, like, oh, okay, this dude's good. Hopefully he just has enough of the counting stats where it easily places him amongst those other great players. Well, I have one for my dinger who I think can end up in that 500 range. Okay. Okay, but maybe 500 hits. 500 hits range? For his career, maybe more. Okay. Nico Horner hits his like third home run ever. <laughs> so if you haven't seen opening day, yeah, was a good game. I thought Cubs Brewers. That was the first game of the year. Right. You look at the lineup. You got Seiya Suzuki, who I think we're both kind of high on. We can talk about right. him in a little bit. You have Christian Yelich. You got Low Kane out there. McCutcheon doing some yeah. things. You're having Burns out there. Hendricks. You got all these stars. And you're like, man, who's the guy that's gonna get the bomb today? Right. To start the season. Mm. Nico Horner. That's who. Man hasn't hit a home run in two years. Right. I'd have to and he's going to shoot an absolute like laser. laser. <laughs> laser like off the bat, I'm like, huh, that's an interesting hit. Double. Right. Maybe they catch it. You get a lot of top spin on those yeah. sometimes. Nope. Just whoo, slices over. And Woodruff, or sorry, Burns wasn't his best Burns. No, there it is. Just. Off the bat, it looks like a base hit. Just whoop. Nico line drive homer into the bleachers. Cubs lead. It's three one. Two run shot, first home run of the se- of the season for anybody. Right. Just, I wish I would have gone to Vegas and be like, I'm putting all my money on Nico Horner to be yeah. the first home run of the year. If I would have put like twenty bucks, I bet you I would have came out with a crap load of Buying money. Buying a new house. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Nico Horner, first home run of the season. All right, I'll take your money. Right. Boom. Yeah, what's the, what the odds? Yeah, what are the odds? Give me the field on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you that guy. Yeah, man, it was just interesting hit. So one of the reasons why I want to do this is probably the last time I'll be able to. Probably. He averages like half a home run a year is what I think his major league career has come All right, out so to. season four. Maybe on season four. Yeah, he'll, 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 he'll come one. back. Yeah, maybe. Um, but this is one of the cooler home runs I've seen too because it's just literally a line drive. It doesn't yeah. get very high. No. doesn't do anything. Just nope. whoop, straight out the Straight out, park. right. Love it. Flip side. Now, some case. Now, real say? quick. Do you think the wind blowing out helped him? Or does he think he gets out on a calm day? No, I think it still probably gets out. The wind wasn't blowing the left. It was blowing the right. Okay. Right. I remember they said that. The lefties had the better opportunity that day. Okay. Blowing the right. So, he actually had to cut through the wind to get that out. A little bit. Or maybe it's pushing it a little deeper. A, a little. Maybe, but. I think he hit it so hard at yeah. such a line. Yeah. The wind did not matter. It just. No, it didn't look like it. Through it. Yeah, it didn't look like it. Now I'm thinking 
replaying the homer in my head. Yeah, it's not like you know those ones where like you get just locked on it, like it's just right. in the air. You're like, okay, that's just a fly ball. Oh my god, that ball's still carrying. Yeah. And then we have Marwan Gonzalez 2.0 situations. Right. Yeah. This. Yeah. This was a little low tracer. I like him. I like it. I thought it was awesome to see. Yeah. But you got a K for me for the week. Yeah, my K for the week is I had to go with my boy. I'm all about the Hunter Green hype train these days. Well, I think we've all picked a couple rookies. Yeah. I got to say Hunter Green, I think, might be the real deal. We'll see. It's early. Lots of things can happen. And, you know, all it takes is a bad fingernail or something. And when you're a pitcher, that's it. And you're yeah. sitting down for a while. So we'll see. But here's my pitching to your new Dodger, your new favorite Dodger, Mr. Freeman. Yeah, he almost made my dinger that we <laughs> missed it by like an hour. Yeah, almost. Freddie Freeman, by the way, hit his first home run of the season on what? His first at bat against the Braves. Right. How nice. Which I always think that's funny when guys like, you know, going through their little career ledger. I've homered against every team except this one. Oh, yeah. He might. I wonder um, if he has a home run against every team. He might be close to it now. Yeah, he might be close with enough interleague play and he's been around long enough. Yeah. So I'm like, that would have been the one where he wouldn't have any. And lo and behold, there it is. Just, got that off there real quick. Yeah. Left yeah. center first at bat. I think it was like the third pitch is. Yeah, and I'm sure he was, you know, looking around for Alex Anthopoulos somewhere. So, you didn't, you didn't want me, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> See, you want to do thumbs down? That would have been your thumbs There's down. Your thumbs like, down. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's already come up with his own little sign with the Dodgers that look like the little horns. Okay. So I, I don't know if he did that in Atlanta. I think you would know. Uh, not as I can recall. So he's got a little horn thing going on. So see how long this goes. Right. You know, we got the no barrels. Yeah. Barrels are overrated. Rated, yeah. You got some beer chugs by uh by Muncie. Yeah. This little uh-huh. Viking horn thingy. Looks like he's chugging. Yeah. We'll see. We'll All see. Right. We'll get out the ocean type of scenario. Yeah. So here he is. He ran to Mr. Green on, was that Saturday night? Saturday night. Good game. Yeah. Very good game too. It was good entertainment. And in retrospect, I should have gone to the game. This is my own fault. I was trying so hard to go to that game. I just, it just didn't work out for me. Yeah. It caught between two minds and... I should have just gone to the baseball game and just went because it was Hunter Green pitching. It's someone I want to see pitch. He was pitching right here and the Dodgers are good. So every there's all the ingredients. That's really the only reason I wanted to go to this game, not to see the Dodgers, but to see Hunter Green. Yeah. I only do that with a certain amount of pitchers where I'll go see you instead of the actual team. Right. Yeah. So I was, I would have been there for that, but yeah, I got caught between two minds and in retrospect. <laughs> so here he is. Mr. Freeman's going to run into Mr. Green. And Mr. Green's going to show him 102 miles an hour with some cut. So filthy. I want you there, but tickets are on you. And he goes 102 to get a swing and miss strike three on Freddie Freeman. So, yeah, Freddie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That first time around, literally had nobody had a chance. Mm -mm. Like you were seeing it. You can see they're like, oh. Okay, that's what this kid's got. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not hype. This is real. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Because I think. For a lot of good teams, a lot of good hitters, you have to be overconfident. To a yeah. Certain oh, yeah. Degree. Almost irrationally so. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> don't matter. Throw whoever you want up there. Right. I'm going to hit them. I'm going to do right. this, this, and that. And I think they came out that way. And they're like, hmm, okay, we got to come up with an actual plan here. Right. Right. And eventually they did. I think it was only a 2-1 game, though. Yeah, he gave up a couple of runs in like his five and a third. I want to say two runs. I think the score went a bit, what, like five to nothing, if I remember correctly? You know, I think you might be right. So he gave up the two-run homer to Trey yeah. Turner, who just obliterated 99 inside. Right. That's just one of those, oh, you throw fastballs, well. I'll it's kind it. of that jazz chisholm, I'm cheating the heater, and oh, I'm, exactly. I'm on I think it. That's, <laughs> we, you and I kind of talked about it prior to, but we noticed 
he, every now and then he'd get the slider and the changeup to land. Right. But it wasn't something where I got, man, I'm down two strikes. Got to remember, he might throw the slider outside. Oh, he came in fastball. He got me. Right. Type of scenario. No, it's just, just all right, here comes 103-ish. Mm-hmm. Sit back, wait for the fastball. He was elevating very well, I thought. Yeah, it plays up. Now, the one thing with Hunter Green, and he can do about it at this point, I mean, really, unless he goes in that Houston Astro program to whatever they had going when Garrett Cole got there, yeah, his spin rate's not that high. No, he actually had one of the lower spin rates, if right. I'm not mistaken. Right. They were talking about on a 103. Yeah, it, no rotation. He, it, it throws hard, but it doesn't move a lot. It's a like a solid, kind of a straighter, in air quotes, 101, 102, but you can get to the fastball where I think if he really gets the slider and the change up together where he can really land them, then yeah, like you were saying, it really puts something else in your mind where at this point, if you can read slider out of his hand, you can almost disregard the pitch. Correct. Cause it's more than likely it's just a 50, 50. Will it be a ball or a strike where if it becomes no, he can dot you he up can with get that it in too. there. Yeah. Yeah. I also penciled out like, or graded out very low on extension, which could possibly lead to some of that. Right. Rotation because now it's got to spin kind of more scenario where in a way. by the time it's to that hitter's area, right. It's already dropping. Well, you just get it. Yeah. You, it's a little bit dropping, and plus you just see it better. Yes. The extension wasn't very good, but that he kind of hides it, kind of doesn't. It was, it's not the real. mechanics weren't what they probably should be for a guy like that. But again, it comes out the way it comes out, and it's good luck hitting it. I mean, pretty so, much. So, I mean, what we're dissecting here is you're looking for moles on Miss America at this point. So, you're getting really nitpicky. You'll take this out of your 22-year-old right-hander every single time. If whatever team you root for, hey, this dude's showing up, you'd be happy to see him. Yeah, definitely. I know you saw my little smirk. So Gavin Lux is having like a nice little first half, first week. Right. First week. And I told you he's kind of getting power happy. Yeah. This is the third ball I've seen him stand up on. Okay. That didn't go out. (laughs) All right. I'm just like, remember, I kind of told you, I'm like, don't fall into this power mode. Just stay you he's seen the ball great he's hit he's making great contact he's just stay you just be you don't try to muscle everything up mm-hmm. he went dead center hit 400 but dodger stadium you got to hit 410 or you got to hit 410 right for to be a home out, run right. at center so anywhere else in the ballpark is gone you just happen to hit it to 405 yeah so again but i've seen him hit it. his approach does look like it's getting better oh a lot better like a lot of the takes i've seen is like okay he's starting to figure some things out he's not just kind of hacking and i think the fact that he has like more of a regular role helps him Definitely. where he knows he's in there every day yeah now. he's showing up knowing he's playing i think it's going to help him now will it rub off on his buddy cody that's another story because he might just be too far gone and yeah, yeah cody's like who's your guy that's told me to give up on him already cubs guy yeah yeah yes yeah. So one of my dear friends my dear friend phil if you're out there yeah cody's <laughs> phil i'm not ready to give up yet. <laughs> We had a whole discussion about him. He called me on Saturday and he was talking about his Cubs. And then he asked, what's up with your partner? What is up with his fascination with Bellinger? <laughs> and I told him, I said, look, because the Cubs have their own guy in Jason mm-hmm. Hayward, the outfielder who looks like it should, something should happen, but nothing ever does. Yeah. And he's been frustrated with the guy for years. And so, oh my I, God, if this turns into Jason Hayward 2.0, <laughs> I'll lose my mind. <laughs> But what I said was, oh, no. I think that's what's kind of with the Dodgers is you've seen him do it before. So, you so know now there. you know it's in there and you're kind of predisposed to keep giving them benefits of a doubt. Yeah. Because at peak Bellinger, it's an MVP. It is. Now, every day we go by, we're getting farther away from it, but it's in there. It exists somewhere. 
So in the deep recesses of his memory and in his brain, there is an MVP player in there somewhere. Somewhere in there, there is. I will say that's the only difference between him and Jay Hay. Yeah, Jay Hay was good as a rookie, and then it just went off the cliff. At least this guy right had like three that. years where he's like, okay, that's a potential. Yeah. Superstar. And so will it be that the forearm bash with with Kike Hernandez literally just, ended his career? His career. <laughs> I will be so mad. So as we mentioned, guys whose careers were just short circuited, like that would be the Arm thing. Bash. I know it's popped out a lot. I wish. I'm, a, I'm to the point where I'm like, I wish you would just left it alone. Just deal with it when your arm pops out and we'll just no. take a couple of days off. No. But I, I know eventually get, you got to get, get it get, done. Yeah, get it done and take, it might take them a year because with, with hitters and shoulders, it's about a year before it's all really? back Yeah, together. that's the thing. See, the thing with Jason Hayward is he didn't have like these kind of issues. No, I his, would say. His swing's broken. Yeah, his is more an approach swing. It's a swing issue. It's not an approach. He knows balls and strikes. He doesn't do anything when he hits it. It, but my thing was, it's not injury related where you're like, no. okay, man, injury. If he can get healthy again, maybe. No. No, his is just. His he swing got, he is got issues at the plate. broken. Yeah. Where at times his swing looks broken. Bellinger's swing looks broken. But then there's times like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Like, for instance, last week he went on a nice little tear where you're like, oh, is he figuring something out? And he gets that game where you're like, man, maybe not. No. <laughs> it's just called he can't go hitless every day. That might be one of the things. Might be one of the things where you're getting enough attempts. Yeah, you have a batting average. That means you got some hits somewhere. <laughs> so, back to my K. Oh, yes. Uh, I know yes. We, we, we tailed off. Yes. Um, we can talk more Dodgers. I, I, love I know, I know you. I know that. So, I have a K here. It's actually minor league. All right. Electronic strike zone is all the way up to AAA now. Yep. Coming soon to a major leagues near you. Yeah. And this at bat, we're at a one-two count. Catcher calling for it on the outside of the plate. Fastball away. Okay. The issue is. That's Hunter Shriver. We hit nowhere near. This one is inside on Basabe. Two and two. So, yeah, announcers calling two and two. Pitcher thinks it's going to be two and two. The only person that doesn't think it is the umpire who calls strike three due to the electronic strike zone. (laughs) As he chuckles, as he walks off the field, everybody's kind of like, what the hell is going on here? Right. Kind of like I said, the announcers have yet to figure it out. That There's three outs. <laughs> Call Basabe out on that pitch. A check swing, apparently. The umpire called him out. And it wasn't a check swing. It comes back later on, electronic strike zone. Right. It hit the inside of the zone. Right. Like I said, catcher goes flying over to his right, trying to catch the ball. And I think that's where we're headed. Now, I have a question because thinking about it, it literally just popped in my head. Uh-huh. Do you think going forward that the catchers really won't set up really anymore? Or will they continue to do so to give the pitcher a target? Or will you just kind of sit down the middle because... I think there's certain guys, for instance, Jacob deGrom, if you sit in the middle... And you say away, no problem. Just put your hand out. It'll be there type of scenario. Right. Yeah. Where you can stay in the middle just in case, you know, he tweaks off or whatever. But I think there's guys where they have true command issues mm-hmm. where you need to hit this target. <laughs> if I don't give you a target, right, you're not going to hit it. Right. For instance, I know I don't equate to the same level of this, but when I'm on the mound, I need to see a glove. I need to know where I'm going. I've had it where they're, all right, fastball away and the glove's down. I'm just like. Okay. So away <laughs> somewhere in this region, right? I need to throw it. But if I see the glove, I'm like, all right, just throw it to the glove, right? Just sit back, lock, load it, go mm-hmm. type of scenario. So I think there's two guys. Kershaw's don't need the glove, right? The elite now, guys just okay. I got it. I know where I I'm can sit it. in the middle, and you're gonna throw it where I need to throw it. And then there's the guys, the Tony Gonsolins, and a bunch of other guys out there where all right, I need the glove. 
Yeah, because it could be like, you know, kind of like a Gratterall situation. Do you Gratterall the needs the glove. Well, but no, but Gratterall, they kind of set up middle-ish and let the movement just go wherever it's going to go. So I, they don't necessarily move away. They just know it's going that way. Yeah. But do you think that'll be a thing? Because if I, you're I gonna, think it'll have to be. Because if you're going to have an automated zone, pitch framing's not going to matter because it doesn't matter where you, how you presented it, just where'd the ball go? I don't know. I'm almost, do you think we'll go back to a time where we see no more one knee type of scenario? Or is that more of the thing? I can take it easy on my knees now. Just sit right here. Right. That's what I'm saying. Can I just set up? Because I think you're... I mean, you might end up with more pass balls if you just set up here at times. Yeah. The guy throws 98 and it's supposed to be... And it has 16 inch run yeah, or whatever it takes it off. Right. But I think you might still see guys set up because I'd still... Again, there's no rule that says... If the hitter doesn't swing, it's a ball. So I still want you to throw the ball here. If that's the visual cue you need me being here to make it go there, that's fine. Then also, I think with the one knee thing, just thinking through it, but I'll give you that target because I want the ball there. Yeah. And just because I have an automated strike zone, if the guy swings at a ball that is not in the automated strike zone, it is still a strike. I think actually kind of rethinking this you might end up with more of how that play turned out i'm calling for the outside oh you threw it over there nobody's on that's fine i'll do my whole reach it's a strike anyways yeah i think you will see that i think that's going to become normal mm-hmm. it's going to be normalized because yeah they just worded it across let's the just say i i don't see this necessarily happening i call for it on the outside you still throw it on the inside don't move still strike three all mm-hmm. right i'll just get the ball let me run and get the ball I'll throw the dude out because nine right. out of ten times batter's frustrated and walks away anyways yeah he's gonna be frustrated and you, I think you're going to have a lot more kind of pump fakes with the batters. Like, I think that was a strike three. I'm going to get to run it. I don't know. Yeah, you might see a lot more kind of what we saw where it's like, okay, what happened? You're going to have some angel broadcasting where right. nobody knows what the hell is going on. Right. You see that the other day? Mm-hmm. They're like, all right. And we have a 2-2 count. And I think, I forgot what his name was. Like something Heim. And uh, Jonah. Jonah. Not the batter. The, oh. There's a pitcher. Or oh. Hernan. It was like H-E-A-R-E-N, I think. It was Haran or something like that. He's sitting, he's like, man, he's really sitting there for a long time, just holding that position. And then it cuts it cuts over, and they see Syndergaard walking out. The whole play ended. <laughs> Nobody knows what happened. Yeah, you will see that. I think I think that's more likely yeah. what we see, yeah. where you're going to have a couple more, where it just takes a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Right. I think we're going to have a lot more of those. I don't know. I don't think it'll work out with a lot of the older guys that are in the major leagues right now. They'll get used to it, or they're going to get gone. And again, they're all, they're all going to age out anyway. It's no different than rules changes in other leagues. It's the same thing. Yeah, I think it's just, you got to, when do you decide, okay, we're initiating it now? Next year. You think that's what it is? Oh yeah, they're going to, next year is going to be like a whole other version of baseball. Because again, you already have the different schedule. So full on interleague. I don't think anybody has an issue with that one. Yeah. Well, no, there's people who like, I like the National League. I like the American League. And okay, well, that's going away. Mm-hmm. And then to me, you're going to have pitch clock. You will have it. Oh, that should be interesting. I saw a couple strikeouts where guy didn't get in the batter's box. Yeah. In time. And I think they ended a the game that way, actually. Yeah, you're lollygagging. Yeah, he just didn't get back in the box. You're rung up. Right. Game over. Yeah. Dude lost it. I think he was a former major league guy. I can't remember who exactly was. I think he had been in the show for a little bit. Right. Down there working it out. Right. Doing whatever he has to do. Get back to it. And sure enough, it took too long. I think there was only like five seconds or three seconds left in the clock. And it didn't give the pitcher enough time. Right. So they're like, nope, you're done. You weren't right. in the box by nine yeah. seconds. Boom, and you're out, which you're going to start seeing that. How do you feel about the Kenley situation? Okay. Did you happen to catch that one where he took a little while to come in? Mm-hmm. For those who haven't seen Kenley Jansen, he's a bigger guy. Right. He ain't coming in. He's not Heath Bell sprinting in for a quick second. No. No, he's going to take his time. 
There's, he's walking about halfway. Right. Takes his time getting to the mound. Usually gets his eight to ten warm up pitches. Right. Got three pitches. And the umpire stood in front of the plate. Didn't let him throw anymore and told the batter to get Let's to go. the plate. I could see that. And again, it's early in the season. So therefore, it also gives I'm cool with it. I don't have a problem with these rules at all. Mm-hmm. I never have. Again, there was already a pitch clock rule that was already in the rule book before. <laughs> it always had been there. Just people don't enforce it, mm-hmm. enforce the rules. And the players will adjust. So if I tell Kinley, if you take too long getting into this game, you're not going to get your full sort. Again, granted, you were just throwing in the bullpen. So don't act like he didn't. He was just showing up. Yeah. And he has pitched in every ballpark in the National League before. So it's not like, I don't know the mound. Like, yes, you do. The only issue I had with it, it's fine right. if you're upset about it. I feel like there's got to be communication. Hey, you do this again, you're done. I don't know if the warning's ever been given out there. The problem you run into with baseball, though, is you have a different home plate umpire every day. So it's not I, like... I would say, though, like, you get the same crew chief. Or not crew. You get the same crew per series, right? Yeah, right. If I warn you... On game one. Right, but it's a different person making the call. You see? I guess, but together we can make the decision, right? You can say. No, because it's certain people's call. So it's like, okay, you're the home plate ump. So what goes on at the plate is your area. You know, it's just like, you know, if a check swing, it's my call. Or the call up the line is the home plate's ump till this point. Then it becomes the first base ump after the other point. Those kinds of things. No, they. so then it does become, okay, he's more lax with the rule than the other guy. So then it was yesterday, it was fine. Normally it's like a minute and a half, right? I want to say two. Okay. What I was kind of saying though, like, let's just say you're home plate umpire today. Right. And you say, Kenley, that clock runs out. You need to be done. Type of scenario, right? Here's your warning. Right. But you don't know. Day two. But you don't know if Kenley's getting in the game. No, but I'm just saying like once he comes, let's just say he comes in. I feel like there's got to be something. You can't just cut him off. I told you this is how much time you have. I don't know, man. I feel like there's got to be something. It's not like the rule was just posted when he decided to start coming into the game. We just moved the goalposts on him and said, oh, you got less time. Like, no, it's he knew. So if people have been lax on it to this point, I get whatever frustration he might feel or the batter might feel too. Like what? I got to hit now? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was. I think it was J Ram uh-huh. who had to come hit. I think it was him. Yeah, not positive, but I saw they're like in the box. He's like, kind of getting like, oh, what? Right, I'm not like, ready. Either. Just showed up. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen what he's what ball's looking like out of his. Yeah, hand and they're like, no, you're in the box. He's like, all right. Yeah, and he's pissed off. And right, you got all these issues. I saw something. I don't know if if you agree with it at this point. Okay, whether it said look it. I guess he warmed up in the bullpen, but we're still at the point where early in the season, these guys haven't necessarily warmed I, up enough pitcher health type of scenario. Do you think I, that plays in? I thought about it. I thought about it before I said what I said. And it's no, you, you warmed know. up in the bullpen. You know how much time you have. So you need to know I need to move faster because this is an initiative in the sport. You got to see, read which way the winds are blowing mm-hmm. and the, the winds are blowing in the way of make things faster. So me player, if I'm smart, I'm going to make the adjustments to make things where I get my preparations going more quickly, not leisurely. Oh, cause I've always done it this way. It's like, no, they want us to move faster. I need to figure out a way to get into the game quicker. I want the mound more quickly. Yeah. They don't need me sprinting into the game. Okay. If you want to, Hey, want to go super old school, bring back the bullpen cart. That'll get them out there. <laughs> yeah. That might be where you have, I just don't know what you do. Cause now you got to make the pitcher kind of actually rush out there to a certain degree. Okay. Just on the entrance. Right. No, it's a I long got it. walk, man. Uh, I'm aware it's a long walk, but you know it going, you went out there. You know yeah. how long it took you to get there. Well, I was just saying, you might have to go back to the cards if we're going to really enforce this because you need to say, okay, you need to be here by X amount of time. Otherwise, 
How many guys do you see coming out the bullpen? Jog in. That literally can't make it home to first. Jog in. Get to moving. You'll get there. Eventually. You'll get one pitch. All right. Let's go. Every dude doesn't look like Bartolo Colon. They do not. No, I'm not saying that. They can get in there. And again, if you know this is the expectation, Mm -hmm. okay. Or heck, manager, be ready. If you want, again, just truly enterprising manager. Okay. Like I could see to pick a couple guys. I could see Buck Showalter, for example, maybe even Dave Roberts, somebody in the Dodgers coming up with this, going, you know, we already are going to plan basically when we're using the pitcher anyway, tell them to go warm up in the bullpen and then be back in this dugout before, while we're hitting, come back. Mm-hmm. So then, therefore, he's not running in from the bullpen. Yeah, it's more just he's walk the, out. He's walk out from the dugout. I don't know if it's right or wrong. Are you allowed to throw like in the cage? No, you know, like on the bottom? stopping you. So you are allowed to warm up. Like, let's People just say. People do it all. It's a long inning. They go throw underneath. Oh, like, I meant like as a reliever. I've never seen like a reliever just pop out. where he No, was, they don't like, because they, they have the leisurely time from the bullpen to come in. Now, the difference, the thing is you would run into is you don't have a catcher necessarily or the backup catcher. Oh, yeah, catcher. you might have to use like the backup catcher down right. there or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I was, I'm thinking a truly enterprising team is, okay, this is what we're going to do to make sure our relievers get their time and they're not feeling rushed. I think I'm going to be, again, like say it's a closer. Because, yeah, you're going to have your release, like your lefty-lefty guy or whatever. That's a little tougher. That's going to be kind of in the moment. But if it's, okay, I can see we're three to two in the seventh inning. This is looking like this might be a day for you, let's say, Kenley. Mm -hmm. Kenley, let's start having you start throwing in the eighth. All right, so you're ready to go. Okay, now, as we're switching sides, you just come on back down here. Left fielder's jogging off. Well, you come on back in here with him. Then while we're hitting, you're throwing underneath. I could see taking a step forward, a little notch up. Rich owners saying, all right, we're going to have a bullpen out there, but I'm creating an actual bullpen underneath. Yeah. Yeah. I that's think what I'm that saying. would be the, I know you were saying yeah. more just like come in already. So yeah, come in, be I'm, ready. I'm just saying, just given what exists right now. Yeah. But I guess, but no, an actual, yeah, because I'm saying an enterprising owner or team said so this would be okay, an advantage. Actual bullpen. This will be an advantage to us. We're putting bullpens underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heck, we'll give you one on your visitor side. That's fine, whatever, you use it or not. But yeah, there's an actual mound underneath here, and he can throw down here. No different than what you would see at like an indoor batting cage. They have enough room for it. Trust mm-hmm. me, that's what we're going to use it for. And yeah, just okay. He, th- he was throwing down here, and then he comes into the game. He already threw out there, kind of started getting yeah, got loose. All right, got loose, finished up while we were hitting. He was underneath. That'd be pretty cool. That would Man. be interesting to see if that's the next step. Yeah, it could be. And again, it could be kind of like fans will get used to it. Instead of him coming in from left, it's you're looking at he pops out of the dugout. Oh, look who's in. You know? Yeah. That's <laughs> coming you know in. Your California love coming out of the bullpen, uh, coming out of the dugout. Yeah, now. he pops up. And again, you think you hear the song and then move out the dugout. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, kind of last note on Kenley. I thought it'd be kind of cool if, like, let's just say he comes in today. Mm-hmm. If they gave him, like, if they okayed it with the players. Give him like a little clip of him coming out, even the opposing bullpen. They of what he meant to them. They should. I think that would be kind of cool. You just hear the California love or he came out last year to gangster party. Right. Just like a little clip. Like maybe not the full thing to get him fully amped up, but just like a little respecting, like yeah. oh, thank you. Yeah, you should. I mean it's his first time, you know, pitching against, you I know. Think, yeah. I don't think you need to do it every time, but no. like the first no, time no, no, he no, yeah. ever comes out. Right. I think that'd be the cool, cool moment. Yeah, I mean like the Cardinals gave pool holes a standing ovation the first time he went back there, you know, when he was on the Angels. I yeah, think sure. it was different to get a standing ovation and to actually play like okay. that dude's song. Like Yeah, but give him his moment, because again, he is I mean, when it's all said and done, he's going to be a Dodger. Really the best Dodger closer. He's a Dodger time. Hall of Famer. I hope people when it's are. all said and done. I saw people excited that he was gone. And you're like, oh, we got Kimbrough. I'm like, okay. When, you wait and see. When and then like, starts- first two appearances, I'm like, all right, you tell me now. You tell me. 
get some wild pitches and some walks and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, what I'm is like, this? I know Kenley wasn't perfect every time and he gave up three in his first line of appearance. Right. I'm just saying, you watch this guy enough, you'll be like, oh man. Like I said. I, I wish we had Kenley back. I've told you, you know, you guys got first world problems over there with the Dodgers. You see some of these regular, like in air quotes, closers where you just don't know. I mean, I've lived this life of seeing just different closers coming and going. It's like, uh oh, he's in the game. Yeah, four to one doesn't feel safe. No, yeah, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm waiting until people finally realize what he truly meant. It'll take a few blown saves, and then it's like, oh, all right, yeah, we should have. I think know. the only thing that's going to save them is that they have Blake. Blake might save it a little bit where if you see some wonky stuff happen in the Kimbrel mm-hmm. and they have a quick leash on him. I don't think they're going to, but let's just say they did. No, according to Kimbrel, it was because he wanted the ninth inning and he didn't have the ninth inning with the White Sox, and that's what messed him all up. I heard his numbers, to him. numbers anywhere else. It looked like it, but, yeah. but he's had rocky years as a, when he was the closer. He's had sketchy. Rocky, he's had like a couple, yeah. couple yeah. years, but I think it's a whole mental thing because you right. see him anywhere else and then other than the ninth. Oh, it's it's awful. Yeah. It's like an ERA of six in the closer role. Right. Or in the ninth inning, at least. Yeah, it's a lot better. It's like a two, right. two and a half or something like right. that. Right. But yeah, man, I was like, just wait, guys. You guys wait. But yeah, I hope he gets a little... I think they I think they may have ha- already had a video for him. I think they did a thing for him coming back. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be cool just to have the little gangster party or California Yeah, give him, like I said, give him his moment today. And well, he's probably not going to pitch if the Dodgers are winning. No, it's 6-1 right now. So they did another one of those Dodgerish things so far in 2022. Um, right. The one, one huge inning. Right. We'll keep it quiet the rest of the game. As they just threw behind Turner, he doesn't look too happy. Okay. Justin. Yeah, that was a shot Newcomb. They got, you know, out the game already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it would be cool. I wanted to ask you, in this past week, what have you seen that is kind of surprising that are like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool to see? Because I've had a couple moments myself. Okay, one surprising to see at all. Again, it's not that surprising, but cool to see. One thing that stood out is cool to see Pujols hitting a couple home runs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think I think we said it. Two episodes again. Oh man, it would have been cool if he would have hit 700. I didn't realize he's only like 19 away now. Right. So if he hits like 23 homers on the season, which they're, looks like it's capable, they're running they're him out there. Him play. They're running him out there. He's trying to steal third and do some other things, but yeah, the base running. Yeah. They're running him out there. I'm like, holy crap. He gets to see the Pirates a handful of times. He's going to see the Reds a handful of times. Like, this is a possibility. If he hits 20 something home runs, he hits the 700 mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. a whole another realm. Which would be cool. I mean, if he does it, it'd be perfect because he's doing it back there. Yeah, that'd be the cool. Part. Hopefully, they could do it like in St. Louis. And yeah, I have a, another one of my dear friends, my buddy oh, Isaac. You have your card- Cardinal. Yeah, nice. I think he would mortgage, put out a second mortgage on his house, do whatever he would have to do to be in the ballpark for Pujols' seven other home I think. <laughs> I think it would be awesome for it to happen in St. Louis. Yeah. But I think the even better thing would be okay. in Anaheim. <laughs> Do it against the Angels. I don't you, know if they play against each other this year or not. Yeah, you ran me out of town. and you, okay. But, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, like the last three years, it was more like Pujols watch because mm-hmm. they were marketing the hell. Oh, yeah. Hell. That, yeah. That's what they got right. you to come to the stadium. Oh, right. Pujols is getting close to Willie. Pujols is getting close mm-hmm. to this. Da, 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 <laughs> getting past Mantle. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like. All right, you guys want to run this game. I hope he hits 700 against you guys and you guys lose out. Well, no, they can still market it. Well, they would market the 700, but you would lose out on the potential of like all all the the days, everything leading up to it. Leading up to it. You have Albert watch all year long, blah, 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 blah. No, you guys lost that. You guys ran him out of town. Or you're the Cardinals and you just screw the Angels over. Oh, he's not playing that series. Oh, that'd be even bigger. Like (laughs) they market it 700. Oh, well. No, he's not playing, guys. Yeah, he said he didn't want to play there. I wouldn't be surprised oh. if he's just like, you know, no, F those guys. I'm not 
I'm not playing there. I'll play at Dodger Stadium. I'm not playing there. Yeah, well, I mean, like, say, like, when Hank Aaron did it, when he tied Babe Ruth's record, they took him out, and it's okay. Well, you tied it in Cincinnati. When have you tried to break it at, at home, home in Atlanta? So they did that. I think they did it with Bonds, because I think he tied it in San Diego. And then it was like, okay, now we're going home now. Okay, so you can like, it. Just hold off. Yeah. Barry, you got a bad back or something this week. Just, we're not playing you, whatever. Mm-hmm. To use a soccer term or a, a basketball term. Coach's decision. GMP, <laughs> coach's decision, rest. Right. I could see some doing it like that, but yeah, don't, don't tell anybody. And then, oh, yeah, he's not playing. I think that would kind of be funny. You hyped it. And then, I would, yeah. Oh, that would be so cool to like pull holes going back to Anaheim. Like the Cardinals did it and then they showed up. Yeah, he's just not playing. Yeah. Like they helped the market thing. <laughs> no, he's just not going to play, guys. That'd be but, pretty funny. But yeah, that's been cool to see. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, we had talked about Hunter Green. That's been cool to see. To not be just angel slander and just anti-angels, it has been good to see Syndergaard looking good for the angels pitching. It's like, oh, oh. He pitched really well. Michael Lorenzen was fantastic. Yeah, though they've on, been looking good. On his debut, I liked, we had a little game for the angels Yeah, where Marsh and Adele were the guys. Like right. They literally won the game defensively right. and offensively. I was like, that's pretty cool to have those mm-hmm. because you and I have been raving about those guys. Yeah, all that, off I know. I'm like I'm the Joe Adele guy. I'm driving I'm that, still hoping that, for that, it. that bus, that hype train. I'm the engineer right there. Yeah, you're definitely engineering <laughs> that one. I'm in the, the one of the back cabooses. Like, go yeah. Adele, go. But I like Marsh. I I like seeing Chuck Nasty 2.0 out there. Like right. that moment was pretty cool to me. Mm-hmm. Like I got to catch a tail end, and that was the same game. I think that was the same Lorenzen game. Yeah. So it was like cool. Like wow, look at this whole thing. Right. This out is forward. what could be going forward. Correct. I mean, your future kind of outfielders. You just brought in Lorenzo to pitch for you, so I think he could be impactful there. So that's been cool to see. It's been cool. It was cool to see C.J. Abrams on his first home run. Oh, the, the silent treatment. Like the silent treatment. That was cool because it's just funny to me whenever somebody does it. Yeah, offensively, it hasn't panned out quite yet. Looks like he's going to take a, get, a little getting used to. Yeah. As Bellinger doubles down the line, there's hope. Okay. There's hope. Cub guy. Right. <laughs> I know. That was pretty cool. I hope he gets the bat going because you and I need him to do good in our fantasy, which we're in with a bunch of podcasts. Yes. We have to get that kind of out there too. Yeah. I, I was hoping for him. A cool moment for me that I saw was Captain Clutch. Mm-hmm. Bobby Witt, first hit, yeah. the game winning hit. Right. As he doubles down the line. Right. Doubles. Yep. And then the next day makes a fantastic play at third, mm-hmm. picks a ball down the corner makes an incredible throw home. Salvi picks that one and get the run. They win the game too, I believe. Right, yeah. He's been awesome to see. I was on Torkelson watch mm-hmm. for about a week. <laughs> get nervous for him? Yeah, I was like, oh no, don't do one of these. And I got to feel, I felt for him. I felt so bad for him. I'm like, he's probably coming into the ballpark getting that nerve now. Right. It's like, when is it going to come? When is it? it took, I think, over 12 at-bats. Yeah, I think so. And then he finally gets a little, the knock. Right. A little soft liner out there to it's center like, that barely fell, by the way. Like, <laughs> one step closer or a little bit farther, and that's an out. Right. But he got that. He got the two home runs out of the way already. Mm-hmm. So those have been cool moments. I think we got a hit on these guys because there's a little slander on them. But Barry Bonds, Corey Bonds in Texas, getting <laughs> intentionally walked with the bases loaded, the Angels, yeah. Joe Madden doing some wild things. Well, oh, that there. was interesting because then the inning just blew up. On them it, yeah, it was Heim. Yeah. The catcher mm-hmm. just think you're gonna blow up in the game. Angels actually come back. Right. Shohei right knocks two gorgeous bombs, just dingers out of the park. Uh, that's the same game. Trout hits 471. Right. So like, what I wanted to say though is the Texas Rangers. Yes, I have them 
in the next five years winning that division. I said even in three, possibly. Okay, so my man JC in, in Texas, there you go. You heard it from my partner here. He has them like doing some things here in the next five years. He has more faith in your Rangers than I do. I definitely do, but I want people to know because like I said, I saw the stuff online. I'm like, people are already losing at $500 million and we're in last place. We're the worst team in the A. Blah, 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 blah. That $500 million is a true investment, people. Yeah, it's long That's game. Not, long game. <laughs> that is definitely a long game. There's a reason why Corey got a 10-year deal. Right. There's a reason why Simeon got seven-year deals. It's not this year. No. It's about two years from now. Yeah, those guys are going to be closer to 30 at the time. I think Simeon might already be. Uh, yeah. Corey should be hitting 30 about that time. That's when you guys are looking to compete, when you guys can build a rotation around Jack Leiter. I think their plan is like about a two-year deal to plan to be, okay, we're yeah. in the playoff mix. That's their hope because they hope that Leiter is going to show up and you'll take some growing pains, give them like a year or two, and then like say – 2024, 2025, by then, he's ready to be front line, front of the rotation, kind of what you had at Vanderbilt. The one concern I have with Leiter, which we won't know about it until probably the end of the year, is how will he maintain through the with the workload? Because that's just the innings and in professional baseball with the increased innings limit or uh, load, how will he handle it? Because when he was at Vanderbilt, his stuff kind of tailed off a bit. He had kind of like lull kind of in the middle, like as the, the year went along. So that's the one thing I really, the stuff is good, but can you maintain it for full seasons? I'm not expecting 200 innings because there really aren't 200 inning guys anymore. No. But can you give me a solid 180, 170, 180? Can you do that? And because you just spent basically half a billion dollars in your middle infield, trust me, you're going to invest in some more pitching going forward. Yeah, that's the, and that's the area. I think they're going to be fine offensively going forward. Yeah. Within that time frame, they, they have the guys that they should be okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe invest in another bat or two, but there's nothing like dire at, no. at this point. But like you said, hopefully you get John Gray to turn around. I know he's down with a blister right now. Yeah. But the debut wasn't terrible. Four innings, gave up three hits that led to three runs, two walks. Wasn't terrible, terrible. It was, if he actually pitches six, gives up three and six, you're not losing your mind about it. Yeah, that was a team looking back on it. I mean, I know we did like the, the team being the general manager. Thinking back where if you spent that on gray, you would have been better off getting Stroman thinking because to me, Stroman stuff, you just spent on the middle infield. Stroman gives you ground balls Mm -hmm. where you could kind of pitch to what you've already invested in, where I haven't seen that necessarily out of gray, where I think that's the kind of guys I think you need to get in there, keep the ball on the ground. And, you know, I think you still need to make, be aggressive and making some trades along the way. So like a weird, I mean, it just a name that just came to me right now. What I think I'm them, I'm calling. It might be prospect prohibitive, but you've already made a deal with this organization in the recent past, so they should know your system. And I think the other club is not going to go where they think they're going to go. I'd call the Phillies. Aaron Nola hasn't been the same dude since that almost Cy Young season a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, what will it take to get him down here in Texas? Get us him. So now you start saying, all right, here's lighter. Let's say you go Nola. Gray slots in as a three. And it's like, oh, okay. I can start seeing, start seeing a better rotation. A makings of a real rotation. I wouldn't for them go talk to Cincinnati. They had two guys that are available. Right. Now, again, what prospects are you willing to give up? That's, that's the question. That's, that's the, the million dollar question for them. Regarding the Phillies, I don't know if they'll necessarily sell. And the fact that they just spent all that money to quote unquote help Bryce. Well, like I just said, I don't think the team's going to get where they think they're going to go. No, I don't. It might happen. But even at that point, I think it's just a bad look towards Bryce. They said, okay, let me get these hitters. You don't think that'll matter? No, it's Dave Dombrowski, man. (laughs) He comes in. 
he throws a bunch of stuff on the team, tries to win, and, and then your farm system is going to get just decimated. Mm. And I can see it where they don't win this year. He's he's out, out the door. And then they rebuild anyway. And then you got to rebuild anyway. That's where like a NOLA, hey, you know, we'll take them. And to me, looking at the Phillies, I just watched them last week. The Mets were just like, oh, okay, this is what you're doing. If it wasn't for a, like a bullpen implosion, you ain't winning any of these games. And the Mets aren't going to get worse. They're, they're investing and they got the richest owner. So that ain't going away. The Braves aren't going to go away. So if you're the Phillies, the best you're hoping for is like the six seed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I could just see it where, yeah, it doesn't quite get where you're trying to go. And you put like a softball team defense out there. That's mm-hmm. your own fault. But Jerry's familiar and Brad Hand is your bullpen. That, mm-hmm. That's your own fault. So that being said, I could see a scenario in which they turn into sellers kind of unexpectedly. Not to me. It wouldn't be unexpected to me. I'm telling you right now, I could see this happening, but okay, Nola, didn't you go to school at LSU? So you're kind of familiar with the region. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just send him back mm-hmm. down there. Do something like that. And okay. You flip a couple prospects their, their way. And I know the Rangers are going to say, we have some guys that are lower in the system. It's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly what the Phillies need. need yeah. Those low end guys. Mm-hmm, they need the guys in a ball who are still four or five years away to start creating their next, next you know, wave. next wave of guys. I was going to say on the Stroman part, yeah. I like the concept. I don't think he fits there. Why? I don't think his persona and his beliefs fit in Texas. There's an element of that, but you got to remember it'd be in Dallas. I'm not sure how Dallas works in that. No, but I'm just saying, region, no, 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 I'm just saying it's, think, it's a large city. Oh, cause I was thinking Chicago kind of fits it does. in what he likes. And he's in a beautiful city where he gets to do what he likes to do. Yeah, I know. He's, I know he likes, you know, yeah. New York was working for him, but that he's from upstate New York. Okay. He's lived in Toronto, which is a big city in Canada, but you're going to Dallas. It's one of the largest cities in America. So it's not like you're dumping him in Cincinnati. You're not. This isn't, you know, you're not disappearing them into Oakland. You're not. Mm-hmm. So I think you could be there. And yeah, it would work. And they, again, they have other black players on the team. I mean, you mentioned Simeon. You got oh, Marcus I, Evans. You know. I don't know if it was necessarily a black situation. I think it was more of a, what he would have believed in he, the issues that he had. No, no, he's very vocal yeah. that he is. I will say that. Yeah, I think that's more looking yeah, outside yeah. in. Yeah, he's Does more. Does that fit in Texas? Yeah, he's more vocal than, let's say, Taylor Hearn's going to be or Demarcus Evans going to be, but he's a more established, say, pitcher than those other yeah. two guys I just mentioned. Simeon's not really that way. I haven't really heard him out. Yeah, be he, out there, right? Where yes, Strowman is very vocal in his beliefs. Yes, can it that, run, that's more of what I meant. Run by counter, does he fit? But if I'm building a team, building a team, you put that aside, right? Because now I got to think about. I would think about perception. But you also think. I mean, every team has guys that don't fit necessarily what you would think is the local demographic. Correct. I mean, there's guys. I think it depends on how out there. Yes, true. But I mean, okay, unless to use a different person in a whole different scenario, yes, this can happen. You got to look at the Giants. They will say it was a baseball move, which of course it is. I look at Sam Coonrod. He's a reliever, right handed reliever. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure the story behind him. Oh, yeah. He's on, was on the Giants. Uh-huh. And if you remember a couple of years ago, opening day, when you had social justice movement, you had like the black cloth. Oh no! Bit what he do? Yeah, Coonrod wasn't down with that. Oh, gotcha. So the Giants players, the Dodgers players were all there. Then you had. Oh, I know what you're talking. Okay, okay. I know, what, I know what day you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was the one where they canceled the game. Well, well, well when they came back, when they remember? came back the next day, right? Gotcha, right, gotcha, right, gotcha, gotcha. Right, he's there. Yeah, and he wasn't about it. Mm. And so it kind of like say with Kapler, he's like, no, nah, man, that no, that, ain't, that ain't gonna fly. Yeah. And then he very shortly thereafter, he was shipped off to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, yeah, they just need bullpen arms. He does throw hard. I mean, it's not yeah. like he's like a terrible baseball player, but okay, so there is an element to this. So it's not like it's without precedent to use to for your point. Mm-hmm. It isn't just completely out of left field. I could see him being like, oh no, I'm not going there because of what happens there. But it's not like they're running around. <laughs> no, I, I'm not <laughs> saying that. They're, but they're constantly out there going the other way, I think. Yeah, but w- will he be the most popular player in the community? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But again, if, if I start winning baseball games, it's irrelevant. it becomes largely irrelevant. Because again, okay, to you to bring it closer to home, because again, we're talking baseball. Bowers. What, yes, one of your players thought it was threatening to pull a stunt yesterday. Oh, I heard. I'm like, I'll show up to Dodgers. I'm like, what's going on here? What are you going to do, buy a ticket and go watch the game? Uh, no, he's not. He's not allowed. He's on leave. On leave means you can't come. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I've I've given up on the whole scenario. I'm eating the money and waiting for it to. But that being said, what I was going to say is just that fans and teams have flexible morals given their position in the standings. Mm -hmm. So let the Dodgers have a couple of injuries in their starting rotation. Let's see what happens. Like, let's just say, okay, because we never did. Bring it up, I don't think. No, I was going to bring that up next. Fair or foul. <laughs> fair or foul. So, yeah, I know what you're going to lead into. So, yeah. let's hit fair or foul, and we can bring All the right. point and involve the point. So, fair or foul this week, pulling Clayton Kershaw was the right move. It's fair. And for those who don't know, haven't heard about it yet, under a rock somehow. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw was pitching seven perfect innings at 80 pitches in Minnesota. He was wheeling and dealing 13Ks, doing his thing, looking like vintage 2016 Clayton Kershaw. Right. Sliders as nasty as can be, but he got pulled. Got pulled for health reasons, the whole team said. Right. Now, would he have loved to have been out there? He said it. He would love to, but he understands the goal at the end of the day is to lift a piece of metal. Yeah, the commissioner's trophy, that piece, piece of metal. metal. Yeah, piece yeah. of metal. Right. <laughs> so that's his aim. end game is that. he. I liked his, that's a selfish uh, milestone, and that's not what we're about. Right. I loved it. I was fair. I 100% defended him. I had multiple group texts that came out yelling and wanting Dave Roberts' head. <laughs> and I said, hold, hold on, guys. Yes, there's only been 24, right? 23. 23 perfect games. Yeah. I get it. That's immortal, immortal stuff. That's fine. You know what's even better? Chips. Yes, winning the World Series. Winning a World Series is better than that. He's already had a no-hitter. He's done everything you can basically ask for as a pitcher. Right. All about titles now. I am 100% okay with it if you guys don't remember. Think about it, Dodgers fans. Why did he return to the team? For a championship. Because it's either here or Texas or retired. Therefore, the Rangers are not winning the World Series. So he came back to the Dodgers because this is the team that gives him the better chance at a championship. Correct. So now if you get him injured in the basically the first week of your season— because this is basically the end of week two. Mm-hmm. And if he gets hurt, they're not winning the championship. It will not happen without him. So especially given the situation of the other person, Mr. Bauer. But that being said, they are thin in their rotation. It would turn into a lot more Mitch White, Tony Gonsolin. Oh, wow. Tyler Anderson. Looking good. <laughs> Andrew Heaney looks like a Cy Young guy. Kershaw just finished his day. Went five. He's going to end up being five plus. Right. Pretty good today. Another seven Ks. But if you don't have, again, if you ask a fan, a real rational, semi-rational thinking fan, again, fan short for fanatic, I know, but would you rather have a perfect game in April or World Series championship in October? Which one would you rather have? You know what I hated the most about the whole thing, I think, is that quote unquote analysts and hosts of baseball shows were 100% pushing. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. He needs to go after the perfect game. That's stupid. That- I, I hated that so much because you're just 
giving perception to the fan. Oh, no. You know what? If they said he needs to be in, he should have been in. It's not, again, it is not their arm. That part, I think, really got to me. That's uh-huh. what I didn't like. I'm, especially when the former players say, I'm like, you know what this is, man. You know, dude just almost had Tommy John. Yeah, his elbow was barking last year. You didn't know what the deal was with him. So you need to treat this dude very carefully. Correct. Not, oh, you look good today, so we're going to ride you. And then, yeah. So let's just say he goes out there in the eighth inning. I, what if he pulls a Johan? Yeah, yeah, it could be. This is like, okay, he, let's say he gets the perfect game, and then he's never the same, ever. Was it, it worth it? Was it worth it to the Dodgers if they don't win the World Series? Clayton Kershaw is never the same pitcher ever again. This was his last great day on a baseball diamond. Would it be worth it to you as a fan? Hell, would it be worth it to you as an organization? <laughs> this is where you have to think the Dodgers are also being a first-rate organization by looking at the player's health, not oh, we're going after this thing, you know, some perfect game. It's, again, it's like he said, selfish. Is there a time for it? Sure. If this is July, by all means, he's built up. You got to remember, they didn't have a full spring training. He hadn't even thrown 100 pitches yet. So why would you expect him to do it in a major league game? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. I think actually he tops out at 180, but he threw 100 in spring training and threw, a, I'm sorry, 75 game sim right. the week before. So this dude is not built no. to go the distance. No. He said it. He was tired. He said it's it was the right call. Yeah, he agreed with it two times. He said and right after the game, mm-hmm. and the next day he said it again. Correct. That he was good with their decision, and he was on board with it. Because trust me, he's the one Dodger pitcher where if he's at, I'm staying in the game, then Dave Roberts would basically be powerless to take him yeah, out. I think anywhere he's at, if he says, nope, not coming out, Right. Today, I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of F-bombs coming out when he got pulled. Right. Unhappy, but he'd be the first guy you say, okay, you can stay. Right. Damn, Scherzer, DeGrom, probably the only three guys in the in the league right now where you say, if I'm not coming out. Yeah, I mean, Justin Verlander could oh, probably pull it off. Verlander, say, yeah, well, I'm not I, I didn't coming. think about him too. Yeah. Those four guys are the only guys that can really say, no, nah, I'm not coming out. Right. You go back, you go sit down. When they get a hit or whatever, that's fine. Right. Till then, just sit there. No, but think about it. If you're a doctor, I mean, any one of these pitches, you can get injured. Any one of them. Mm-hmm. People just assume health. And it's like, no, this is an unnatural action for a human body. Correct. So therefore, just assuming you can just keep doing it. It's like, no. So let's say Dodger fan, he goes back out for the eighth inning and he gives up a hit and gets injured doing it. This is the pitch. He throws one more slider. That's the one that does the elbow and he gives up the hit. You don't get the perfect game and he's hurt. So what did you really accomplish? Nothing versus you have the guy. He makes the start his next start. There he is on the mound pitching again. And you said the Dodgers are winning, correct? Correct. Six, two. Now he gave up a home run to Albies and Heredia. So therefore he's winning the next game. The objects to keep winning games. That should be a war of two already. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that being said, because if you're the Dodgers, you could fall into murky territory very quickly. So again, I said it was fair. You're- I'm going 100% fair. For those who don't think it is, I was. Gonna I, I want to hear a rational explanation, other than I just wanted to see one. Yeah, I haven't heard anything rational about it. The only thing I've, one thing I've seen is that like this is the one thing he hasn't accomplished. But even then, he knows what he wants to accomplish. He wants World Series title, so it's not an argument for me. Yeah, no, it's this won't be the lasting memory of Clayton Kershaw, the pitcher. No. This isn't Mark Burley. This isn't Dallas Braden. It's like, yeah, we're like, this okay. This is one of those middle tier guys where they said that was my one game where I was literally the best pitcher on the planet. Right. No. He no, spent he's years as the best pitcher on the planet. Yes. And <laughs> that day, he was the best pitcher on the planet. I'm pretty sure we're going right. to see more starts this year. Right. He is the best pitcher on the planet that day. Right. He will have good other good games. And again, if you're the Dodgers, it's the big goal. Because him getting hurt, especially in April, 
really compromises their ability to meet, reach their long-term goals. Correct. Otherwise, it turns into, we hear Trevor Bowers leave runs through the 22nd of April. Hey, Commissioner, are you going to let him come back? Yes, no, maybe so. Are you suspending him? Yes, no, maybe so. You know, that kind of stuff begins. So fans are saying, oh, no, forget that dude. Well, that dude comes right back on your team. If Clayton Kershaw gets hurt, you start going, hey, maybe. You, again, I said fans and teams start having flexible morals when, you know, standings dictate it. So if all of a sudden, oh, and the Giants ain't going away and we need a starter. Well, this is the one starter we can get without giving up anything to get him here. <laughs> you know, Correct. to me, you can't just for the, again, for the sake of being selfish. And again, this is the makes the, a team like the Dodgers, the Dodgers, a team like the Yankees, the Yankees. They don't do things like this. It's we are larger than that. Our brand, this isn't going to be the thing that you know the Dodgers for. No. If you're the Marlins, sure, go ahead. Let your guy go, whatever. In terms of the Marlins, might be their one, their best game they yeah, have all year. Definitely. I saw another thing that kind of coming at Dave Roberts for us. This is the second time. Second, and he pulled out Rich Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Going out there, I think it was seven perfect. That's fine. And again, it's also, and, I'd be like, yeah, it's the second time. So I've done this before. Yeah, it's not, this isn't going to be the first or the no. last time type of scenario. But yeah, I just saw that he's really catching some flack because there's only been two people pulled out of perfect games early like that. And, and those are the two guys. And again, what's the ultimate goal? Again, you have a perfect game. I mean, Rich Hill's a little different than Clayton Kershaw, a little bit, only slightly. But again, what fans aren't also are missing is this speaks a lot to the other players in the game of baseball. So now I'm a pitcher. Let's say, okay, I just use his name. He might, who knows, might be on the market here in the next couple of years. Let's say I'm Justin Verlander. Hunter Green. Are you going Hunter Green or Justin Verlander? No, I'm Justin Verlander. Okay, okay. Yeah, no. You're still so, going to be on the market? Yeah, let's just say hypothetically. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, because okay, the only, what, was it like a two-year deal to stay in Houston? Uh, yeah. Right. So it's two years from now, I still think I can pitch. Okay. I won't, you know, I'm not going to be 80. So I still think I can pitch. I want to make sure I go somewhere that's going to take care of me. It's going to make sure I don't end up in a bad spot, in a bad situation. You know, mm. the Dodgers do right by their pitchers. I'm going to go there. Or let's say, yes, I'm Hunter Green. I'm a young pitcher. I want to make sure I'm in an organization that does right by the pitchers because I want to have a long career. Oh, I like that. They, yeah, they'll take you out. Hey, they see the big picture. Big picture, yeah. Okay. If I'm his agent, I represent this pitcher, whichever pitcher it may be. Hey, you just saw what they did. This is their, maybe the one of the greatest, the first or second greatest pitcher this club has ever had. They're still looking out for their guy. Okay. They're not just pushing him back out there. They're looking out for their guy. Hey, that's maybe somewhere you want to consider being. Not some place is going to have you out here less than 100%, just pushing you out there saying, hey, we need you, big guy. Yeah. You know, we're not going to do the CC Sabath in Milwaukee and just ride the guy into the ground. Yeah. We're not doing that. So that's the kind of things that players do talk and they do consider it. So fans, what would you rather have? Again, have a perfect game or all these other players don't want to be here because they don't treat the pitchers right. That was an actual old thing with the Dodgers. You knew this when Tommy was the manager. Oh, you just, he was writing you out, Fernando. Yeah, Fernando, Oral Hershiser. How'd it go for you guys? It gives us different dudes through the years. Wherever their main dude was, they would just ride him into the ground. That Tommy was known for it. Dusty learned it from him. And that Mark Pryor, how'd it go for you? Kerry Wood? Yeah. You know, Dusty's just getting over it now where he's like, oh, I got to take guys out earlier. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man. I think it helps the. Roberts, that you have a guy like Mark Pryor who says, I've been running to the ground. Yeah. No. Yeah, let's. It's time. Mm -hmm. Another kind of last few things that we got here. Another good thing I like that 
It was actually surprising to me because I've never really listened to it. Chicago White Sox broadcast. Okay. <laughs> it was fun to watch. They actually made it fun. They are energetic, yes. They definitely have a lot of energy, saying a bunch of wacky things. They do. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you ever watch something, you actually smile? I, I was listening to the game, mm-hmm. and I actually like was happy about it. All right, so you're liking their, their broadcast? I was, I was feeling the broadcast. Also, that lineup is as dangerous as it comes. Yeah, there's really no outs. No. So just on a pure lineup basis, uh-huh. just the lineups, nothing else. Got it. Chicago or Toronto? Think Toronto takes a slight edge. Okay. Slight. <laughs> Just the lineup. Literally like spaghetti thin. That's, All right. how, that's how thin of a line it is. Angel hair. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I think there's a little more consistency. Okay. With the Toronto lineup in their big bats. I love Luis Robert, mm-hmm. but I haven't really seen him do it 162. Right. Eloy. I haven't seen him do it 160. The really the only consistent bat in there is Abreu. Abreu. Right. Moncada's hurt down and out right now. When he comes and goes. He, he comes and goes. Anderson kind of comes and goes at times. Mm-hmm. AJ Pollock, I was actually getting really excited to see him this year in the Dodger Uni. Right. And he got shipped out and it's working out for him. He's leading up. Last time I saw, he was leading off over there, playing right field. Like he's up and down too. He's a great major league player, but right. he's up and down. Like right. there's just too many up and down guys. And I look at the other squad. I, I know what I can get from George Springer. Vladdy looks pretty damn good. Four for four off of Garrett Cole. Right. Three homers and a right. double. <laughs> then next day goes over four with right. four Ks. But I love to see him. You got Springer over there. They just got more pieces. Yeah. The Guri, even like the Guri. Guri is pretty Teoscar consistent. Oscar is yeah. pretty consistent. I know Bo's up and yeah, down, Bichette, Biggio's yeah. up and down, but I like the squad mm-hmm. a little bit better on the offensive side. Okay. But you have a chance, watch this team. They're going to be at Ch- Chicago. Yeah. They're fun. Oh, yeah. And it's actually entertaining to watch. That's right. what I like. Yeah, it's fun to watch them. They're a great team. I mean, I would say this applies to both, actually. Mm-hmm. Like your Dodgers, it can be a little bit almost corporate in a way. Yes. You know, times. yeah, it can be. I don't like the radio broadcast. Yeah. But I like the yeah. play-by-play. Right. Like, I mean, like watching like the Mets, it can be kind of the same way where the White Sox aren't that way. It, no, they're just out there having fun. Right. That's what Clearly. I liked about right. it. I, those are kind of the things I liked. Yelich hit a grand slam today. I'm hoping he gets back to normal. Not looking like it so far. Yeah, no. <laughs> Before we kind of get out of here, you got your Mets, man. Might as well hit the East Coast. What have you seen? What are you liking? I'm looking at my ball club to this point. Mighty, mighty Mets. Yeah, the Mighty Mets for 10 games. Hey, all right. Made it this far. But no, they've looked at it. Actually, they, it's reached that kind of, like I just said, it's kind of like a dull, like, oh, they're just good. Like, you don't feel lucky winning. Because, I mean, when you have like kind of a mediocre team, I'm going to explain. I'm explaining an experience you don't have, you know, where your team kind of like a little 80-win ball club, that kind of thing. You don't live this life. So this is how the other half lives. Let me explain. And the cast system, the Mets are kind of a lower cast than the Dodgers, <laughs> historically. They, but they this year anyway it looks like they like I said it looks like a dull good team like it's not like I said it's not, it doesn't feel lucky it doesn't feel like oh if this person does X or Y it's enough depth within the team where it's like no this is just a really good baseball team mm-hmm. now like I was saying before we were recording this week is going to be a big week for me with the Mets because they're playing San Francisco it should have started today but it got rained out so this series with the Giants is going to be big to me because again the Giants won 107 games last year. This is the team that won the most games last year. You're in a team that won the World Series, so you're going to see them here in the not-too-distant future. What do you have you're about to find out? Beating up on the Diamondbacks, like kind of this weekend, like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Beating up on the Nationals, cool. 
you're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Phillies, like I said, I got doubts about the Phillies ever getting there, so beating up on them. It's like, okay, you're supposed to do that. You've had 10 games. Those are the teams you've been playing, and you go 7-3 and three in the 10 games. Like, okay, cool. You do what you're supposed to do, but it's not. I still haven't seen it yet. That's a big lit- litmus test for me. This will be big. What do we see against them? Because you're getting Logan Webb's pitching, Cobb's pitching. You're getting like the main Giants. The main guys. Right. Again, the Giants can say the same thing. It's like, oh, we're getting McGill. We're getting Scherzer. Because the Mets starter ERA to this point as of right now is 1.07. Sheesh. DeGrom last year was 1.08. <laughs> so basically they've been DeGrom to this Literally, point, the starters. Uh, looking at the numbers, Max Scherzer's been the worst pitcher. Yeah. So <laughs> statistically speaking, Max Scherz has been yeah. the worst pitcher for the Mets. Right. So they've been good to this point. I'll have to just kind of reserve judgment on them until I see it against, like I said, San Francisco, mm-hmm. Atlanta. You know, they don't see the Dodgers till like way later yeah, down the line. Usually like summer. in June. Yeah, we're know. summer games. So they have like a big West Coast trip. Oh, okay. Where they have to come to you LA. Everybody out. San yeah, they're, Diego. Yeah, they're going to go to LA, San Diego, Anaheim. It's like a nine game. Nice. Like, You're going to go to all of them? I'll say probably. Half. You know, when it went at each park at least? For sure. That's guaranteed 100%. It's just a matter of it becomes a lot of baseball. Mm. That's the only thing that stops it, honestly. It becomes like, oh man, okay. I'm at the ballpark again, and you turn into like a little bit of a baseball player schedule. Mm. So, I mean, I used to, again, I used to do this when I was a kid. My parents would go, okay, we're going from LA. Okay, now we're going down to San Diego. It's like, yeah, I love baseball. That's my favorite thing. But like when you're at home, you can turn the game off and go outside and play. Do something do else. Something, yeah. You know, you can love it still, but it becomes like, yeah, this is like a, this is why it's their job. <laughs> you know, you can't leave. I would love to do it like one one game at each. I would probably take like the opening game. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, yeah, you try to look at the matchups. Yeah, and, yeah, and like the time. Yeah, like you said, or maybe the opener of the series. I think the opener because it gives you two days in between. Right. So you can okay two right. days. Oh, I'm back out here. Okay, cool. Two days. Oh, now I'm back out here. Right. I think that would be pretty cool. Kind of wanted to hit on was Mark Hanna and Jeff McNeil, kind of yeah. leading the way so far, huh? Uh well, they're they're contributing. <laughs> No, the leader, what's, who's leading the way right now is Pete Alonso because Pete's hitting homers. Yeah, he's up to three homers, 14 ribbies already. Yeah, the DH is doing DH things. wonders. Yeah, so he has six hits on the, or nine hits on the season. Six of them are for extra bases. Yeah, but that's when he, like I said, when he DHs, that's when all that happens. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like DHing, but he's starting to like DHing. <laughs> <laughs> no, McNeil's been good. Canna was good, but now they lost him because of COVID. Yeah. So that's a whole other story, which I know we don't got much time. Because like the Red Sox are running into that. Remember we had mentioned about yeah, Aaron Judge. Um, Tanner Hart. Yeah, not starting. Yeah, you're missing a couple guys. Here. The A's had to put three guys. Right. The um, A's are getting preemptive. Yeah. So I gotta say, this might be the ultimate competitive advantage Toronto has. Uh huh. I might you're like, <laughs> no problem. Come up here, guys. Now, I was you're just, gonna be missing some key guys. Yeah, you might be missing some of your guys. Okay, what are you gonna do? We're good anyway. Yeah. Now we're now we're even better because you don't have your guys. Mm-hmm. I think ultimate advantage right there. It is one, yes. That people don't even stand, like think about. So that's why when you see them win the division, just know they played 81 games where probably people didn't have it. And it's not nothing that they did, nothing that really they had control of. It just worked out in their favor. Well, I mean, it's not like it's a surprise. This no, is- but <laughs> people are going to do what they're going to do. And you, There was ways around it. I think some of these teams need a little bit more Trevor Story. Mm. When it got down to it, what did Trevor do? That, I could see <laughs> so, some teams be like, we'll extend you right now for another year or two. Give you a little bump. Just get the stuff done already. Well, hell no. You don't I'm think not, they'll no. do that? No. Why? no. Why? Why would I? I wouldn't be surprised if you see something you're, like that. All you're doing is costing yourself money by missing these games. Mm. We're not paying you when we go uh, there. So you think it might just be, yeah. uh, I want that paycheck? What did Trevor do? Well, this is going to torpedo $140 million deal. Well, that's different, I, I would say. 
But again, you're Aaron Judge. You're potentially torpedoing uh, a three hundred million dollars. They haven't to go to Toronto yet. They haven't right? gone yet. So no, it's coming. We'll have to find out when that happens. It, uh, I want to say it's next week. That should be interesting. Yankees I, are actually struggling right now, so they really need that back. I think it is. I think it's next week, and they have to go up there. And that being said, okay, we can do it. So I do have a theory though with with Judge mm-hmm. actually is that I think he might be vaccinated and just isn't telling anybody. And he's just being just difficult about it. I don't want to tell you guys right. whether I have it or not. It's, it's just two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. They, they're up there May the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That'd be pretty interesting to see. He's like, yeah, no, I've had it this whole time. I just don't like you guys asking. Right. So I'm not going to tell you. Either that or he's getting the shot like today because you have to have two weeks to let you into Canada. If you have the Johnson Johnson. I saw one that. Shot, yeah, you need at least you two. Have two weeks. So May 2nd is two weeks from today, <laughs> the day we record. He's going to pop one in. All right. I, it wouldn't shock me. Really wouldn't. If all of a sudden he's there, it's like, oh, so you were just being difficult. Here's what I wouldn't be surprised about. I've heard this with people, regular people. Yeah. Who can get away. They know certain people in the medical industry. Yeah, fake vaccine cards and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's actually in a system. Right. All right, there it yeah, is. So you're going to go Antonio Brown and get some fake cards and try to sneak into Canada. All right. And then you get arrested in Canada. That's all you need. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody does that this year, though. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't either. They went. They got some. Whether it's a fake card or they went like because you can go in the actual system. Yeah. If you know the right people, you can get in the system. Right. And you go to Kaiser. It says you're vaxxed. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened. Yeah, I wouldn't shock me. And again, this isn't like pro-vax, anti-vax. That's not what we're. It's just. It is just purely. You're on the Yankees. You're the Yankees' best hitter. This is going to be a tight division. This is a purely baseball thing. Yeah. You cannot go to these games. This division could come down to the difference between these games. Cause this is like your main team that you're trying to beat for the division. Mm-hmm. So you could win 96 games and they won 97 games and you missed all the games in Canada to me. And again, I'm a club. I'm supposed to negotiate with you again. This is just, if you tell me this is about being on the team, being there for your teammates, as we like to say as fans, he's there for the team. Clayton Kershaw is supposed to give up his elbow for his team. Right. We, we just said, right. Less than 10 minutes ago is what we were talking about. What fans want, right? Other people said that. Yes. What I'm saying, what fans are saying out, what they expect out of their players is they're giving up their body for their team. Mm -hmm. You're not willing to do that. It's not like you're going to get this vaccine. You just drop dead tomorrow. That's not what this is. You're putting your life at risk. Oh, okay. Well, we're all dying of something. Hate to break you the news. That being said, you're willing to not be there, willing to be for your decision to not be there for your team. That's what you just decided because that's what this is. I mean, this is you. This isn't like Canada just came up with the rule. Like, no, this is the same rule they've had. To me, it's like I'm hoping Aaron Judge is like, man. Last night after the game, look, let's just knock it out. I got two weeks, and I'll see you guys in Toronto on May the second. I'm not going to talk about it. Don't ask me about it. Again, if you're Boston, okay, you, you're looking at Tanner kind of sideways. Like, man, yeah, I'm the manager. I'm not, I can't force you to. But to me, if I'm a player, I'm in the clubhouse. Okay, so you're putting what you want to do ahead of what we're mm-hmm. trying to do. And you want me to say, you're my teammate. We're all in it together. We're brothers. We're this, that. Clearly not. <laughs> no, they're not the Boston thing. What? What was our connect one? The we are Boston. Boston strong. Boston, yeah, they're not Boston strong right now in the in the clubhouse. I'm just saying. To me, especially if you're those teams in that division, if Oakland has some guy, okay, fine. You're coming like in fourth you're, place, fifth place in the West, in, in 30, whatever. Thirty and one fifty-two. Yeah, anyways, whatever, man. But to me, it's the same approach. It's just kind of like okay. That's more important to you than trying to win for your teammates, being there for you're not there for your teammates. You just 
removed yourself from the equation. Correct. That to me is like, uh, that's where I have a hard time with it. Where it's something again, you can do, you know, I don't want to, but all right, for my teammates, hey, you know, I, I don't, done. I can't miss these games. And to me, Yankee fan, I'm like, okay, so championship number 28 is not that important to you then, clearly? Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it'd be funny to see. I want somebody to get caught now. Yeah, you want to see an Antonio Brown is the card. Yeah, I want to see one of those. Okay, you want it. I, I really want it. I don't want it to be Aaron Judge, but I want it to be somebody. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm asking for. Just one. I got my steroid pops that I t- that we called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's been a handful already. <laughs> right. I got those out the way. Uh-huh. Now I need to see the fake Vax. Okay, so you're a fake, fake Vax player. So there's one of your fair val. It will happen this fair year. Fair val. Will it happen? <laughs> it's freaking fair by a mile. Yeah. It was up the middle. Yeah, I think that one will be, I hate to say it, but I could see like some rando Dominican coming up with that one. <laughs> this, he, yeah, I could see it. Just that's something they would fall for. Because oh. again, because again, like the, usually with the bad steroids, that's who it is. Yeah. They got something. They just got it off a shelf somewhere in, down there in the Dominican. And yeah. I, I could see it, but I don't, but I don't know. Like they might not let him into the country without it, but if it's, it's fake, gonna happen. but if it's fake, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I think it's going to happen. Um, man, opening day. We have opening week. We are wrapping up here. Baseball is back. Baseball is back. Regular season. We're here on season two already. Guys, find us on Instagram at the dingers in case podcast. Find us on Twitter. Dingers in case. Yep. Find us everywhere. You can find Jamal on sportsbub.com as well as us, Jamal's brother on baseball blog. Find out who's under six feet and great anyway. <laughs> Those are always great ones. Like I said, let us know what you guys think about us. I kind of want to see somebody send us some dingers. Let's see if we can start rating out some dingers. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Send them to us. Let's see it. Yeah, yeah. I love there's some big bat flips that I've been seeing from like some college kids. I love them. Right. Keep sending them. We'll try to push them as well. But I don't think I got anything else. You got anything for anybody? No, I think I got it all in this week. All right, Cubs guy, be ready for the Cody Bellinger watch. All right, Phil. (laughs) All right, much love, everybody. See you guys next week.